Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Literally the Podcast. It's me, Hannah Anna, and you are listening to Literally the Podcast. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm joined by like literally like the most special person in the entire world, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm joined by my good friend, Douglas Fitter. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Douglas the Fitter. <laughs> It is so good. Thank thank you so much for having me. I'm literally buzzing to be here. To oh my gosh. Gossip session. I'm dead. I just I love how you just like slipped the title in there just so seamlessly. <laughs> we're literally both drinking... a plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're literally drinking wine right now. He went and he got wine just for the occasion from his kitchen. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I'm drinking a rose. What are you drinking? I am drinking a lovely seven percent sangria. From Boone's brand. Um, I do not know where it's from. There's a lot of Spanish on the label. So I <laughs> think it's authentic. I think we're good. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a good time to me. Um, okay, so why not you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, what you feel your purpose is on this earth? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I'm from a small little town in England. Um, <laughs> I'm Wait, what town, what town? I'm originally from Chelmsford, Essex, so I'm what they may call an Essex boy. Um, <laughs> but I'm from Chelmsford, Essex, and then I moved to Canada when I was nine, I believe. I think I was nine. Um, and then I went to a public school for three years and then my parents moved me to a public school for three years and then they moved me back to a, no, from public to a private and they moved me back to a public school, which is where I met the lovely Hannah McNabb, Hannah McFab. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> they moved me back to private school, which I graduated and then left the city. Oh, we moved to Nanaimo in Canada. That's that's a how I. That's an important detail. And then, okay, so I didn't actually realize that you had first gone to public school. I didn't. I thought it was just private. And then I, yeah. I thought coming to my high school where you met me was like your first time at public school. No, Mugger. Oh, Mugger. Mugger. What a sight to see. There's nowhere else like uh, it's the place for me. They have the whole anthem. That's uh. wait. You didn't just make that up. That's actually their song. The, no, there was anthems. There was movements. There was. It was like. <laughs> Yeah, we're I'm, on Zoom right now, and like no one can obviously see this, but like he just did a little clapping dance and like a little shimmy shake, and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I was like, wow, you really you... rehearsed that. <laughs> for those of you who are in this private call, you can see I'm doing the whole actions. <laughs> I'm like imagining you at a public school, and I'm like, you know, Mr. Bamfield so... will be so happy with me. Anyway, <laughs> so n- then once you graduated, what happened? Well, things took a turn. Um... <laughs> No, I graduated high school and my high school was, um, I had a tumultuous relationship with the school I graduated Mm -hmm. from. So I needed a 180 switcheroo. And so I decided to enroll in a university five hours away by plane. And uh, (laughs) the rest was history. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... I, yeah, it took me a while to figure out the kind of course on, like, major um, I'm in right now. So that kind of was a whole kind of journey in university. But happy to have taken it because I like the product or, like, the end result, you know? (laughs) I would say you are 
essentially living your best life at this moment. As cliche as that sounds, like I'm uh-huh. just like in love with you as a person. And I always have been, you know that. But like, you know what I mean? Like this version, like Douglas 4.0 is just like the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love how I've literally had so many like transition phases or like I've had so many changes. This is 4.0. The next, no, patch, the next patch update is coming in two months. We'll see what that brings. Um, hopefully. <laughs> a patch. <laughs> Wait, so what's your major right now? If you don't mind answering, I can always edit this out if you want. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> I love how <laughs> last week you had, like, the most intelligent guest you could have had, like, Corbin. So smart. And now I'm just like, I'm a communications major. Um <laughs> No, um, I will enter. I like went to university with communications and multimedia, and then it, within three days of doing communications multimedia, I decided I need to like quit that. So I dropped. You out gave of it three days. I, I did, didn't know that. Well, okay, it was three days. The first day was a half day, so. So two and a half days. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I gave it college try. I tried. <laughs> But I, yeah, I did three days and then decided to do a 180 and switch into science. So I did life science, which was statistics, biochem, psych. And I think I had one elective that semester, but it was like intense, like yeah. science courses. Um, obviously that wasn't fucking for me. Like I didn't do I well. Go, obviously, like everyone just knows two minutes in, like, obviously that's not for Douglas. I mean, obviously. it's public knowledge. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I, I don't know why. I, I thought I was like a STEM, a STEM boy. I'm so not a STEM boy. Like I'm so far from it, but I did three days of that and decided to go into science and then science not for me, did a semester of that and then decided social science might be for me. Um, then it kind of was, but then social science for me, wait, social science was for me, but I wasn't for social science because my grades weren't <laughs> good enough to transfer in. So then I had to like shadow my program, um, which I knew what I wanted to do was like psychology and communication because of that initial psychology course I had to take because Mm -hmm. of science. So thankful I took science because I took psychology, but then I had to get my grades up from that semester in science so I could get into psychology. So now I'm in (laughs) communications and PNB and PNB is psychology, neuroscience and behavior. Oh my god! I love you. Like I'm not a STEM boy, but I am in neuropsychology. So I mean, that what you will. <laughs> I'm not doing the best in neuropsychology, but it's the representation that matters. I'm in it. I'm in mm-hmm. it for the long haul. Oh no, for sure, like thousand percent. <laughs> we always assume people who are like, I have a law degree. Like we always assume they're, and for sure, you're smart to get into law school, but someone's got to have the lowest grades. Maybe it's you. You know what I mean? Like honestly, I feel like people. It's about the title that matters, and you're literally. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but my high school teacher always said that C's get degrees, and I've really taken that to heart. Like, you don't need, like, <laughs> yeah, all I these people, that. everyone's, like, worried about getting, like, president, I don't know what that is called, <laughs> president's list, what is it, like? Valedictorian, oh, oh, like, dean's list. Dean's list. President's list? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> like, I've never gotten it, it doesn't apply to me. It does not apply to me. Um, I'm going for participation, but, um... Yeah, so it's like I, don't, I feel like everyone like stresses about that kind of thing, but like I don't know, you're that you made it to the school. You're already like True. of some top percentile. If you're really gonna stressing about being the top percentile, the top percentile, where is it gonna end? You're just gonna be okay, like, well, maybe at your school. Like, <laughs> I my school, it's like there's no top percentile. I just I just go into a list. 
And then my number came up. You know what I'm saying? Like, for everyone, it's not really like that. But for sure, Douglas, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I feel like it, it's, yeah, it might be different between, like, each school kind of thing. But I feel like the sentiment's there. Like. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Be you happy with what you accomplished, not unsatisfied with what is left to accomplish. That started off really strong. Oh, I no, I got what you were saying. Thank you. And that's how we get each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so to kind of like dive in to how we met. So as mm. he said, Douglas and I met in grade 10. And I yeah. remember like the day I met you. It was yeah. like the very first day of the semester. And we were in performing arts, mm-hmm. um, which Corbin and I, and I talked about last episode. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we met in performing arts. And like you walked in and like... <laughs> like first of all like you're quite a bit taller than me so like you were maybe six foot in grade 10 and like I was yeah. like oh my god man that that guy's so tall like wow and then and then you're like um I'm looking I'm not gonna try and like butcher your oh, accent because no, I know I would please this is an audio podcast please do the accent <laughs> you were like it, it was like so thick then like I feel like it's kind of like you've not lost mm-hmm. it but like it's it's like not as like as it was then yeah. but you were like um I'm looking for performing arts 10 yeah and it mm-hmm. was like dead quiet everyone was like an accent like okay you say that but that whisper that wasn't whispered it was brooklyn kish going oh my god he has an accent (laughs) (laughs) just call her out like it wasn't subtle it was in my face okay okay so also what's like super funny is as we're talking like i'm just like remembering there i mean okay so i believe that like friends don't need to see each other all the time to stay friends and i Mm -hmm. love that like even though when we go a hot minute without talking like we can pick back up really quick and it is like a running joke that like every six months we like meet for brunch and then we're like set for the next six months like you when you come home like the summer i'll see you a couple times and then when you're home for christmas i'll see you obviously like this was pre-pandemic life Mm -hmm. but it like that was literally how we operate like you know what i mean yeah which i think is like a good model because it's like not outrageous expectations it's literally just like stay in mild communication and then like once every like six to eight months just like have get together and have like a good cab like yeah I don't know, I feel like that's... and it's never like oh my god he like doesn't like me because we never talk it's like he is building his empire i'm building mine we'll meet back up and review our plans literally, you know what i mean literally. that's how i feel i'm like i know we're both working on building our own things so like i know for a fact like i'll reserve us like a table for two at tiffany's in like 30 years and when we're both in new york we'll meet for brunch like it'll be fine God, just gave me chills because I know it's gonna happen. No, I have friends in the same town that I live as, where it's like I go, you know, six months, and they're like, "We're just not close." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I stay in touch with my friend who lives six fucking hours away. Like some of my closest friends, and they can attest to this if they listen to this. My closest friends will guarantee, like, I just don't communicate very well (laughs) as a communication student. I just I'm infrequent. I think with my communication. Like, so shout out to my best friend or one of my best friends. She gave me um, dope, Sophie. She gave me a dope Christmas gift. She like somehow finagled some skims. I know that sounds really mm. bougie, but it's like a long story. So she got some skims. And I last night I was like, I have to show Douglas. He's going to like shit his pants. So I send him a snap and like 15 hours later he opens it and he's like, <laughs> skims? And I'm like, I have already processed this. I've cried over it. I've laughed over it. I've moved on. Like I'm excited, but and you're like, oh my god, tell me everything. And I'm like, Douglas, like the moment passed. <laughs> you're like, I've been 15 work. hours. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. But like that's the thing. Like I don't even look at that, and I'm like, wow, it's been 15 hours. I'm like, it's literally fine. Like I'll talk to you in 15 hours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because yeah, here's the thing. Like 
I will be there for you as a friend. I'll be a shoulder to cry on. But you have to expect a 24 to 48 hour, like, <laughs> aware and, like, notice to, like, book your no. time. <laughs> That's what, what I found so funny is we were, like, texting the entire time, like, during, while, while the snap was pending, we were, like, texting. And I'm like, he has literally not opened that snap yet, but he's been talking to me for the last hour. <laughs> me just, just classic us things, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, because, like, if it's, I literally have done, if it's, like, um Snapchat versus, like, Twitter DMs versus, like, I message like they're different conversations like I've literally had like two different group chats on snapchat with the exact same people but two different conversations like happening at the same time like totally it's organization love like that's you know it's a dynamic friendship it's a dynamic we're moving we're evolving <laughs> um okay so as you can tell by probably the title of this episode or the bio Douglas um we're breaking down like 2020 as a year in terms of like looks, L-E-W-K-S, just for anyone who's wondering. Um, And then Douglas like being, having that entrepreneurial spirit that he does, um, showed up with some notes of his own for some questions that we want to get into. So I'm super pumped about those. Um, But before we always jump in, I like to ask everyone who I have on, what is your literal obsession of the week? What are you literally obsessed with? Mm. Literally, oh my god, love! I'm so glad you asked. Um, I wrote this down in my notes too. I think my literally obsession for like the latter half of 2020 is like press on nails. I don't know yes. if you can see this in my Absolutely. Zoom call. With you. Oh, it's like it's like art. But yeah, they're just like faces. Um, I don't know how to explain this, but they're just like beige skin colored nails with like simple line drawing of faces and bodies on them. But they're just like obviously getting like a mani-pedi during pandemic is just difficult and like you don't really want to and it's kind of it's a luxurious activity and it's just not the time to like luxuriate in public for like four hours but like I still want fun fresh nails but I don't want to spend like $50 and go through that process so like I've been getting a lot of like press-ons from um these ones are from Okay, these ones are from Shein, and I do not support Shein or Romwe because we can talk about fa- like fast fashion in a second. But yeah, but because these were nails and not clothes, I was able to like trick oh, my morality into ordering oh, them. Douglas. I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> so it is not how it works, and um, everyone who I've told to not buy from Shein and Romwe is now listening to this, being like, "You fucking hypocrite!" <laughs> but Look how good my nails look. <laughs> okay, I totally, I'm like, I mean, obviously, you know, anything you do, like, you could literally be like, I killed a puppy, I'd be like, it was probably for a good cause. Like, I love anything that you do, you know that. I am also going to say, though, you can buy sets of, like, plain, plain, like, fake acrylic nails and paint whatever you want on them. So, I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like you might already, I don't know, you might already do that. I feel like you do, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say, I did buy a set of plain acrylics from oh, Shein, but like, that's just because... <laughs> Shein was just insanely yeah. cheap and like uh, that's like the thing with like Chinese DTC websites is like it's cheap but like you have to be cautious about quality like make sure you find reviews with pictures and then like obviously yeah it's insanely cheap but like be careful of like the customer reviews like look for pictures and then obviously Shein and Romwe 
have very unethical kind of like yeah. practices, which is why I look at these nails and kind of hate myself a little bit. But I know Etsy and like Depop and like those places also sell nails. So there are other places to find press on nails, but my literal obsession is press on nails as a whole. So my literal obsession this week, um, it is, I'm going to break my own rules and do two. It's one is like, I love everyone who knows me knows this, but I love doing hot chocolates and peppermint tea bags from Tim Hortons. And I had this genius idea to save two fifty every time I get one and just make them at home. So I bought myself hot chocolate mix and really good quality green tea or peppermint tea and I make my own. But while I drink them, I listen to my other literal obsession, which is Taylor Swift's new album. It is just so like, I kind of like it a little bit more than folklore just because I feel like her songs are not as like, not that like there's not a time and place for a sad, like more like depressing beat, but I feel like it's like the flip side of folklore in a way. And she's like, flipping all of her tracks into like a little bit of like a higher beat which are in my mind easier to listen to when you're just like trying yeah. to like mindlessly listen to music whereas folklore I had to like be in the mood for does that make sense mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a big Swifty but I kind of am and I'm living for this album especially um Champagne Problems and Willow I think they're great mm-hmm. yeah like if anyone cared <laughs> I'm like a pseudo Swifty fan like I really liked I can pick out albums and songs I love, but I'm mm-hmm. not like a to the gray kind of Swifty kind of diehard fan. But I will say Folklore, I could not finish. Like I listened to, I think, half of it, maybe a third of it. And I just got, I got bored. I was, I was in an uppy mood. They're all the same. It is true. It's the thing. Folklore is, people describe Folklore as like a homogenous thing because they listen to it as folklore they don't listen to like in I, I don't know I personally don't feel like I could listen to individual songs and I can't pick out like lead singles from that album I know like mm-hmm. Cardigan is the lead single but I don't think it is an album to be listened to like individually same but like with Evermore the new one I actually did listen to it on my flight from Ontario to BC and it was very good to like just stare out the window and pour your mind into something else like mm-hmm. I was like I'm on a road trip in the middle of nowhere me and my <laughs> cardigan <laughs> okay so you said Very that you aren't so. like a die hard like suedo or oh, no you are a suedo sufi Swe- oh my god a suedo words are hard um a pseudo swifty wow can you really mm-hmm. can you really tell my intelligence level by the way I just pronounced suedo um a pseudo swifty what is like an artist that you think you're like a diehard for because i know mine but i want to know what yours is oh I met- my god wait it, wait I... can i can i just try and guess okay i have never mind the ar- <laughs> yeah okay you can guess <gasps> but i have like the artist of my decade and artist of the year according to like spotify okay well me. i think i know both um well, artists of the me. last 10 years is gonna be beyonce mm-hmm. artist of the year is gonna be megan the stallion and they're two for freaking two. <laughs> yeah. Wait, am I right? Yeah, like Beyonce. Uh, it's so good, Beyonce. She did shit in your hands, and you'd like put it into a bag and preserve it till the day you died. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it you was... love her. Honey, I would like ferment it and give it to my children. Like, put it in my will. Like, I. <laughs> there was a point in like grade 11, 12, I think, where I was literally like, if Beyonce would like point at me in a crowd and be like, he's the sacrifice. I'd be like, take me mother. Like, I don't know. I was so 
<laughs> what was happening in my brain, but I was devout. Oh my God, is that what faith is? That no, like I don't know how else to describe faith to you besides you and Beyonce. Like you and Beyonce is the same as like JB and Jesus. You know what I mean? JB? Like Justin Bieber. Like how how he oh. feels about Jesus, that's how you feel about Beyonce. I was and like, that's is how that I feel about pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm, yes, yes, yes. That's how you feel about the Domino's app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah, definitely Beyonce, because Destiny's Child was like my first album I ever got when I was like four years old. And so Joanne was just coming through for you. Oh my god. Joanne was like she knew that she wanted a gay song. Like she was playing Abba, Blondie, Queen, like Prince (laughs) all these bops. Like I'm I'm absolutely dead. But um Adam Lambert, oh my god, I think that's how she like told me that she was like okay with me being gay was like her nonstop (laughs) playing Adam Lambert and I like road trips when I was younger. I was like, is this This is this is permission, uh, like or no, sorry, permission. not not permission. But this is no, sorry, not, not permission. I was like, this, this is an is, ally. Yeah, no, this is her being like, I am one with you. It's okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. So like, Destiny Child is my favorite, and then I went through a weird phase of like not just not addressing Beyonce. I don't know why. And then when her self-titled album came out in twenty thirteen, I like remember I didn't like it, and it wasn't until I remember um my friends Ina and Callie were like dancing to it in the bathroom and that's when I was like hold on who is this heavenly voice coming through the speaker and it was like blow or something like that and I was just like feeling myself and since then I remember I've been like avid an avid stan of Beyonce like yeah she's set a precedent on like standard of performance for so many people it's just insane but yeah mega well, yeah, you Beyonce's... had a very, like, visceral reaction to, like, when Lemonade came out. Like, that was, like, that took over your life for a oh hot minute, I feel like. That I cried. Album. Yeah. I, that night when they said only Tidal, I remember I, I don't think I phoned my friend James, but I somehow messaged my friend James and made him know I was weeping. <laughs> and then he went on Reddit that night and then found the entire Lemonade album. Um for me and then sent it to me so I was able to listen to it and then like the next day it was worldwide release and I was just being a little bitch baby for a night but that's friendship yeah wow James but shout out shout out James I I'll force you to listen to this <laughs> <laughs> okay so now we are jumping into I'm gonna call it like part two of this episode which is going to be your question like our, our questions that we have pre- prepared and then our like trend report that we have later on Mm, yes, yes. So take okay. it away, Dougie. Um, so the next question I have is just like, what is a trend that caught your attention or participation in 2020? Okay. So I think for me, I wrote it down. Let me pull up my notes. I think for me, like a trend that I really got on, on like, on the trend of was like socks and sandals and long socks and shoes. I know it comes off as a bit of like a grandpa trend, but I like, I feel like I was really against socks and sandals for so long and sock like long socks and shoes. But I think like not even like, like the Nike socks and shoes, but just like wearing like Bermuda, like mom jean shorts, 
um, a real, real cropped top and then like socks and sandals. It gave like a good balance of like dorky dad and like hot mom. And I was just super here for it. And I feel like I adopted, especially in the summer, I worked with like little kids and I was running around with camps and then I had to like go meet up with my friends for like dinner and drinks. Right. And I feel like it didn't really take away from a look I was trying to achieve. Like I just wore socks and sand or not like socks and like white Birkenstocks is what I'm picturing with sandals or socks and like cute sneakers. They just really, and dare I say flattering, they were very flattering on me. I feel like, and I think they, that's a trend I adopted and I didn't like before this year. Interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely think it gives like the socks and sneakers vibe. I definitely love a good, a good crisp white air force mm-hmm. but i love i think it gives such like a preppy look i love that kind of, especially when i had my quaff i loved a good button-up preppy look like feeling like i'm smarter than i am yeah. just ready for the day kind of vibe i love it <laughs> and i think it dressed down i have a lot of like nice dresses in my closet um, because mm, of, like, yeah. work and stuff and I feel like I was never wearing them but because I paired them with this like almost not like grunge but just like not like fancy shoe trend it made my dresses not as like pretentious and like fancy and I could wear them so much more in the summer like when we were allowed to socialize and see people I was mm. like living my best life by wearing them does that make sense yeah I agree definitely what's the trend um, that you took to I don't know if this is, like, a trend, per se. It's just something I adopted this year. Um, I, okay, I've never really been a fan of, like, showing my, like, clavicle or, like, my chest. For some reason, I've always loved high-neck things, like a mock neck or a turtleneck or just a high-neck T-shirt kind of thing. But this year, I kind of got really into, like, the look of tank tops under, like, a shirt or just, like showing like clavicle or just like that kind of thing I just been really into it I don't know and like I also high-waisted things that's one thing I've been dipping my toe into lately I'm still trying to find my happy place and like that kind of stuff but honestly I think like clavicle and high-waisted that's just been that's been like my focus of like when I get dressed like recently but yeah. yeah okay no I love that I feel like I have noticed that. Like, I think when we went out to brunch, you were literally wearing a button-up that was undone and a white tank. Like, now that I think Mm -hmm. about it, like, last time I saw you in person, that's what you were wearing. And that's so true. Like, you love a good turtleneck and you love a good, like, something that looks good underneath, like, your layered jewels and, like, your nail, your layered necklaces. So I feel like it draws more attention to them because you're not wearing high necks, which is also nice. Yeah. I know. I just... I don't know, I've always, like, convinced myself I didn't look good in, in, like, not a high neck. And then I don't, I feel like this year, just because I started to get dressed, literally just with what I wanted, I started, like, experimenting more. And lo and behold, I found different combinations I like. So, PSA, everyone, experiment with the clothes you already have. You know, Mm -hmm. you could find a new look in your closet. Put that shit on a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Put that shit in your t-shirt and wear it a different way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Can I, well, I have something to add to that then. What is um, a trend that you feel you brought into this year that you loved even more that you like kept wearing or something that like, not like a trend, but like uh, a way that you wore your clothes that will like, you feel like is very much you like synonymous to you. Oh my god, synonymous to me. 
May. Um... We also wanted these to be like on the spot questions. So we didn't necessarily, we didn't go over them before because we wanted them to be a little more on the spot and just to see yeah. what kind of thought of. Just yeah. so that you guys were like, why they keep on saying, um, we wanted this to be like this. It's not us not prepping. We yeah. have so many things prepped for the next portion. Oh my God. I, Leah, I have so many questions, but I didn't think of my answer for any of them. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think what I maintained. It might sound stupid, but like color, I feel like I've been very much um, monochrome, black and white and cool tones for a long time. So that's what I was comfortable with. And then I think this year, although I still mostly wear blue and cool tones, I have been definitely trying to experiment with more color and more vibrant things. Mm -hmm. And specifically color that isn't just a colorful t-shirt. Because I feel like jeans and a colorful t-shirt is like, you can, you can call that an outfit, but I'm not going to think that's an outfit. Um, But like, say like a really vibrant pair of pants, like a bold pair of pants and like having a subtle shirt, whether it be just a tank top, just like. I don't know, balancing visually color and where that color is on your body. I've just been like trying to like think more about when I get dressed, even though <laughs> I get dressed for me and no one else now. So, but yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so that was something that you've like continued to do more of is what you're saying. Yeah. Like I'm still, I think I could incorporate more color like in 2020. I think I could probably do better, but that's just something that I'm like actively trying to like get better at for me okay so that's so funny that you say that because mine is like the complete opposite so mine is i'm transforming my wardrobe into more neutrals um like i remember how i was super like not like i was like the most vivacious but i was very colorful in high school like every blouse like i would wear like my dark black jeans or my dark blue jeans and like literally like your grandma's blouse like you know what i mean like super colorful super vibrant for the most part a lot of pink hot pink i wore a lot of pink and i'm going super nude in or not like nude neutral (laughs) is what i mean sorry i'm I'm not going nude Uh, i'm going like (laughs) neutrals so beigey black white that's like what i I'm collecting staples in so that any staple pieces are more the more vibrant pieces, but I'm realizing I'm going for a lot more staple pieces instead of my um, standout pieces, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because of, I had like a bit of like a job change this year. Like I started a new job that needed me to be really professional and dressed like in a uniform look as everybody else, which involves a lot of neutrals, whites and blacks. Mm-hmm. And because I've begun collecting a lot more of those, I turned to them a lot more because I like the way I look in them more. Yeah. So Good I'm job. toning my wardrobe down and I've noticed it a lot more this year. And you're like amping up the color. Going up, up, up. <laughs> Go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay. Another thing about Douglas is he'll just like break into songs sometimes. Oh yeah, I love it. You'll yeah, everyone will probably hate it, but like I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, I was gonna ask about who's a trendsetter you've been liking, but should we save influencers? No, I'm down. Let's let's go into it. Let's go into the influencers. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into influencers. Okay, so for me, someone who I've turned to a lot this year for trends is Sophia Ritchie. Uh, I think she kind of killed it with the, like, stay-at-home lounge vibe. Like, I think that's literally all she wore this year. Someone who I literally love so much. You probably won't know her, but her name is Lily Adel or 
Adel. She, she runs a boutique in LA called Shop LA, but it's E-L-L-A. Like it's like the name Ella. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And she has been in the industry for 15 years. And she is, I think that's why I've taken to more like neutrals is because that's her whole wardrobe. But she's so on trends. Like every trend I've tried to jump on was because of what I saw in her feed. Like t-shirts with shoulder pads. Like she began doing that first. That like the jean that was like, that like the acid wash jeans that like came back this year, like she kind of began doing like she's super, she's super in with it. So if anyone wants to go follow her, I think she gives really great advice for style and she's really on it. But for me, that was like someone who's not a celebrity who I followed for trends, but for someone who is a celebrity, excuse me, Megan, the stallion, I think was super Uh. on it. And I think Kim, I know people are going to like roll their eyes, but Kim Kardashian, like I do look to her for when I'm like, okay, what's in right now. And I Mm -hmm. think, her neutrals basics um vibe was like really needed for this year yeah okay um are we like done the questions portion and getting into influencers because i have like some opinions okay go for it okay so like um okay for my influencer i guess personal influence the most obviously you talk about megan the stallion so we're like get into her too much but she has just been so influential in like so many facets of like just like confidence and then just like experimenting with like hair nails like outfits like I I don't know she's just very much kind of like outspoken outstanding I don't know both she's 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 amazing I I literally love Megan Stallion but um going into what you said I have to say one of my favorite I don't know if it's my favorite look, but a look that just will not get out of my mind is Kim Kardashian's red bandana look when she had that red hair and that red Birkin. Totally. I have not stopped thinking. I don't know what it is about that outfit. That's like the leather pants. I think it was like a plain red leather outfit. And like she dyed her hair kind of like a darker red to match the Birkin. I have loved that bandana paisley print ever since. And then literally, I think after I saw that, single post I went on to like um I, I like looked like a bandana outfit for a while but I eventually found like a matching bandana set on Simon's and like instantly ordered it because I was like bitch this is the vibe like I love that bandana paisley vibe this year that's been such a trend and it well that thing and I feel like bandanas are a trend in, in itself because it's like a hair scarf a bandana so many people are turning them into like crop tops you know for me is like my ultimate favorite thing but like in, in this trend, less is more, and like the more boob you're showing, the better, and it works so well with yeah. a bandana. Yeah, like for, like, me, I mean, like, for people with yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, not for me, but okay. <laughs> I'd be like three bandanas. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that bandana look. I bought like bandana face masks as well. I absolutely, I love that bandana bandana vibe. Yeah. Um, okay. I would also, if we're going, are we going into like more influencers now? Because someone I have been loving and I followed for so long now is Alton Mason. He's a man. Oh, if you want to go look him up, but he is like, first of all, he's a gorgeous man. Like he's so attractive. Like his, his face is, I want to look like (sighs) him. Like he's so beautiful. Like (laughs) this is my ode to Alton Mason. Um, he kind of like breaks down the barriers like I know we mentioned Harry Styles before we be, we began recording but you'll if you see him at like he was in um fall fashion week and stuff and he definitely like 
will push the boundaries of like what society deems is for males and females, like for like style. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's masculine. That's not oh like, my God. Yes. yeah, he's so much like, yeah, F that I'll do whatever I want. <clears throat> and he does it so well. And I just think he has been, I've looked to him for a lot of like, more editorial looks I think not really like street style obviously but editorial mm-hmm. he kills it and I just um his vibe is like just what yeah. I want in life and he's super simple like simplistic kind of guy you know what I mean yeah I'm looking at his um uh kind of pictures on google images right now and he's given me some of his um clothes I don't know obviously I don't know if he sells them or how whatever he's a model so i'm not sure how much influence he has in it but his outfits and his kind of poses give me very like grace jones like 80s kind of like because grace jones was very much like feminine but breaking into that masculine kind of rhetoric of like like masculine clothing and i feel like and the opposite is kind of happening for alton mason like i love the cut of like these pants and like these like blazer pieces but i think i like them because they're more feminized on him which i think is kind of like the Ying yeah and yeah. like the textiles yeah. and things that he'll wear like i don't know i'm gonna kind of pull it up but this is him at fall winter fashion week and like that top i've never seen a lot of like male models wear and like i'm like why don't they do that more like it's just like it's just such a look like i didn't i hadn't seen it before he wore it, you know what i mean like i just and i, I know he was obviously like, styled for that runway so someone put him in that kind of thing and that movie wasn't him being like i'm gonna wear that but i just feel like how he chooses to like express himself on his personal instagram feed and then on the runway is so like the same like it's his vibe as a whole and i think he is very in the editorial world like breaking boundaries making strides and i just oh i'm just i literally will look through his feed like two years back like i just love watching him grow this year would have been so different if there were events and runways of like fashion and couture because i know for a fact like lil nas he has been for a while very much kind of like fluid and experimental with his kind of like red carpet looks which (laughs) him like juxtaposes sean mendes so heavily like so I'm not going to drag Shawn Mendes. I mean, he, I don't need to. He does that enough. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, this year would have been insane. Like, I know some of my, some influencers I knew were going to go to, like, the Met Gala, and I... Oh, uh, I was so, when that got cancelled, that was worse than, like, Coachella for me, because the looks at Coachella are basic. The looks at Met Gala are, like, anything but, you know what I mean? Yeah, because Met Gala, I feel like that really becomes kind of, like, a cultural talking piece of, like, the moment. Like, people are talking about, like, that um, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> like we only talk about the Kardashians, but like that Kim Kardashian Moogler dress with the dripping crystals, like her waist, that was I fucking can't. Insane. <laughs> that was one of my questions. It's like specifically about her, so we're not going to get into that yet, if you don't mind, just because I want to save it for a set okay, question. No problem. Um, but I think you're so right in how you just called that. Like it is a talking piece, and it does kind of set the trend of like nothing is off limits and if you go too simple it's like frowned upon like if you go super basic if you're trying Mm -hmm. to look like like super red carpet it's not in like 
the more mm-hmm. wild, the more out there, the more you really like hone in on what the theme is. It's so accepted and it's received so well. And looks that years ago we would have maybe like laughed at and not liked or like been like, what the hell? Now it's like mm-hmm. we look back and we're like, wow, like the dress that I mean, I'm jumping into it already, but the dress that Kim wore, I think in 2013, that looked like literally a grandma's carpet back then is one of my favorite looks. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. And that's just because I think it was like ahead of its time. And that's what the Met Gala is. You're like looking for the looks that in 10 years will be iconic. Yeah. And uh, although literally Met Gala attendance is on my bucket list, like I would, obviously it's a bit difficult, a bit difficult to get there, but I would love to go to Met Gala. I think you could get but... it, get in as just like attending if you were with a media group. I mean, I don't think you could get formally invited, but if you were mm-hmm. with like E! News or something, which I know is like, again, a big long shot, but yeah. you could, you especially could do it. If you can get in with a media outlet, that's like as good as gold. Like, you know what I mean? I like, would love to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's what it also comes with pressure because like you have to fit the theme well because just thinking about past looks I didn't necessarily get a good feedback like James Charles's safety pin like Alexandra Wang look that was such a bud of a joke for so long but he like didn't really get to choose it like he got to pick between like three looks that Alexandra Wang was doing but if that was the good look out of the three looks then yeah. It's kind of like, hopefully you get a good designer like Mugler, otherwise you're... Although Mugler is, like, up and coming. Like, he's... 2020, Mugler has become making, like, a comeback. I feel like I've been seeing, like, so people in, like, skin-tight Mugler pieces. Mm-hmm. I have been taking diligent notes. <laughs> okay, but I will say with that, though, like, what you just said, he was the butt of so many people's jokes. Is that necessarily... About like obviously you don't want to be the end of someone's joke, mm-hmm. but like people were talking about him for so long. Like, is that a bad thing? Like, I mean, I love that woman to death, but Kylie, right after she had Stormy, she uh, showed up at the Met Gala. Was it? I guess it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. She showed up wearing, mm-hmm. I think it was Alexander Wang, and it was a super simple like black dress with like a high back. And I was like, this just isn't doing it because you could wear this to the Grammys, and it wouldn't have done anything for me there as well. Like mm. the Met Gala, you're supposed to show up and go big and I mean obviously I'm sure she was like not feeling herself at the time but it was so simple I was like no one is gonna remember that it was she looked amazing but it wasn't spectacular you know what I mean so on the flip I'm like okay James Charles like people were joking about him but people were also talking about him and the look Mm -hmm. was that's the point like it wasn't maybe chic that's for sure but it wasn't like it wasn't like yeah out of pl- it's the met gala you know it wasn't like we're yeah. the academy awards so like yeah i think it definitely depends on the individual and how they are able to take criticism because i think james charles is quite used to being the butt of the joke so he's able to like run with it and make it a social media moment whereas like sean mendes say if he were to ever make a headline of any fashion anything if he tried at all then i feel like he wouldn't necessarily have the same reaction because like if he he didn't really like do much at the Megala but if he were like to have like an up truly avant-garde suit like if he like if he made it if he made the fact that he's wearing a suit the joke like if he had like a kind of cardboard cutout like I don't know weird silhouette of like a suit and made it like I'm wearing a suit to the Megala but you can't get me because this isn't a suit but it is a suit like if that was that moment it would be different but I definitely agree it Ah, us talking about what we're going to wear to the Met Gala. <laughs> oh, stop. We have to manifest it. Totally. Okay. Also, I would like to just interlude. I just got a notification and like, I'm not even kidding you. Speak of the devil. The girl I just said who owns that shop in LA, Lily 
at all. I respond, mm-hmm. you're going to die. I responded to one of her stories today. She was talking about how she, like what staples she wants in her wardrobe. And she did a whole like 17 slide Instagram story. And I responded and I was like, Hey, can you please highlight this? I was going to like record it, like screen record it. And, but if you put it on your highlights, I'll have it forever. And she's like, for sure. Yes. Just responded to me. Oh my God. Which means engagement. I've now been accepted, which means I'm now in, in her DM. So I'm once up closer to having her on the podcast. Yeah. I'm just so saying. now I'm in the primary tab, not the general. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just thought that was really, she literally just answered. Like it's yeah. my most recent notification. I'm pumped right there. Speak of the devil. That's everything. I know. I love it. Wow. Okay. So with, um, w- did you have another question that was going to follow your influence? I didn't really have another question. I was going to ask you about like dupes and knockoffs. But, okay. like, I don't know. Because I personally love a good knockoff. I think if it's... Oh, okay, here's where the ethics kind of come back in. But, like, yeah. if it's going to be made in a Chinese sweatshop anyway, are you going to buy it when it has the $100 price tag or the $3,000 price tag? 1,000%. Like... I feel its way about Yeezy's tenfold. I love mm-hmm. Kim and Kanye. So, well, Kanye Koshmo. I love Kim so much. And... I love like the idea of Yeezy, but I know someone who has fake Yeezys and he's like, these were literally sold out the back yeah. of the factory that Yeezys are made in because they're made in the exact same factory. And it came with a certificate of authentication, like literally being like, these are real Yeezys, like signed by so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And they were like maybe a hundred Canadian. Literally. Like, uh, I don't know if it's like taboo to kind of talk about kind of like oh this is fake but like I personally like if it looks good and you can achieve the look for less I'm all about it like I have um I always keep like my silver bracelet on my wrist and it's (laughs) Cartier but um it's like Amazon yeah absolutely (laughs) so like it like looks phenomenal and it has the Cartier insignia and it has all the copyright everything it's got everything and it looks identical but it's just not the eight thousand dollar price tag and it's that same thing with them. Um, I've been really into like the Prada kind of uh, mini shoulder bags recently. Yep. So I just bought my friend one and I just literally that night, I think I went online and bought two more because they were so cheap and they look identical to the real thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend two grand no, to look thousand, like some IG baddie when I don't even, I don't even wear a, a shoulder bag that often, but like I want a picture with it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're so right. And I feel that way about a lot of like, um, clothing that people will wear, like simple, like on if you go on Etsy, Yves Saint Laurent shirts go for like fifty, like the exact yeah. same shirt that you would pay like five hundred for, fifty bucks. Which in my yeah. mind, I'm like, oh my god, fifty, and some woman's making this in like her basement. But I'm like, to be fair, this exact thing goes for so much more. Like fifty is nothing. I know someone mm-hmm. I work with. He has a, a Balmain like long sleeve, and I'm like, I know that's fake. Like I just know you didn't buy that. But we talk about it and he's like, oh, like it literally like was 20 bucks and people will be like, oh my God, is that for me? And like, you know what I mean? Like it, it really, if, if you can sell it and I'm not the one who's going to be like, no, it's real. Cause I'm just like, I'm not about that. I'm like, I want you to look great for less too. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that it's fake, but if you can get, if you can stump people, that's what matters. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? My pro tip is if anyone asks, is that real? Just say it was a gift because then they don't ask the validity because if it's fake, just be like, oh my God, I can't believe they gave me a fake Cartier bracelet. And if they're like, oh, like, who is it from? Like, who gave you the gift? I'm like, bitch, I gave you the gift. I deserve the gift. <laughs> like, you, you say know, it was a gift? Just... Yeah, because I don't have, people have asked if this is Cartier and I say yes. And I just oh, say, God. yeah, it was a gift. <sighs> I just say, yeah, it's a gift. Isn't it cute? 
I'm like, oh my god, thank you. Isn't it shiny? And I'm like, it's not gonna like they're not gonna think about it too much. They're not gonna like bring their Cartier certified jeweler friend to come rat on me and bring me to France. Like they're not gonna care. But for that moment, I am fashionable. <laughs> okay, so with a bracelet, that's one thing. With Yeezys, what would you do? Like with Yeezys, with like an Yves Saint Laurent t-shirt, with yeah, you know, your Prada bag. Are you saying yes? Like, yeah. Well, I already bought the Prada bag, so <laughs> it's coming. Um, but like, I remember my friend Torre. He, I remember literally the first, literally the first day of um, Welcome Week of um, university. I remember, like, significantly remembering him because he was the kid that ran up on stage with the Yeezys and being like, holy shit, he got Yeezy money. Let's talk to him later. Um, And then we eventually talked to him and found out they were fake Yeezys. But he fooled us for, like, months just because... And, like, he just didn't comment on them. Like, they were just like, if you just say, yeah, it's a gift, or, yeah, my friend got them for me, or, like, yeah, I got them for Christmas, then that, like, removes the responsibility of having to pay the price tag and having to authenticate it because it's like if it's a gift then like if you, <laughs> are you really gonna say like oh this like family heirloom that's fucking fake jessica like no yeah. they're just gonna smile wave and just like compliment you like they're gonna move on okay very uh maybe i should start doing that i should stop being like no are you kidding it's fake <laughs> no no because I, I used to do that but then i'm like no i want it the Cartier bracelet because it looks like a Cartier bracelet so so don't lie yeah you're so right like I'm not buying Yeezys because they're good sneakers I'm buying Yeezys because they're freaking Yeezys you know what I mean yeah (laughs) let's not pretend that yeah pretend is for like comfort and not just like looks yeah I'm working um okay (laughs) yeah so with that um did you have another question that you wanted to jump into not question but I do have two people that I want to discuss yes okay okay so my first one I want to talk about okay J-Lo she that woman (laughs) could do anything she wanted to me and I would do it really I can't you're a J-Lo stan I didn't know that but in like uh it it was like a slow burn with me I love that I'm not gonna lie like, within the last probably four years, I've become, like, a diehard for her. Like, since I kind of graduated, like, I wasn't really, like, I, you know. Mm. Anyways, what were you going to say? Okay, so, obviously, there hasn't been too many award shows, but the American Music Awards. If you're listening to this, just hit the home screen, Google JLo 2020 AMAs, because she wore, there's two looks to be discussed. The first look was where she, um, her red carpet was a really bright silver I don't know if it was like Swarovski crystals or like sequins, but it was like a very silver outfit, but it had a low waist. Was this the, 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 the hair that she wore? Oh, I'll get there. The Beyonce hair. I'll get there. But the yeah. red carpet look was this like low waisted, like to the floor skirt and then a crop top like shirt, but with dominant shoulder pieces and something about the dominant shoulder pieces, the low waisted skirt, and the, st- the exposed belly. Like, I just didn't love any of it. And that outfit, much like how Kim K's um, bandana look stuck in my mind, JLo's sequin look has just stuck in my mind for all of, like, the wrong reasons. Okay, well, to be fair, like, I... Okay, I know we may not agree, but shoulder pads are my end-all be-all. Like, oh. would do anything for the person who invented them. Really? Low-waisted skirts... 
don't fuck with me. Like, I don't like that. I don't think low-waisted is flattering on absolutely anybody. I don't care what you look like, if I'm being completely honest. But I didn't mind the shoulder pads. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, uh, I I love a crop top. I love, okay, I love what she's going for, but just that skirt is giving me something off about the 2000s. And I can't, I can't, I simply cannot. (laughs) Her body looks amazing. She looks so fucking good. Yeah. But I just don't love that, specifically that skirt on her body. I think shoulder pads I could get away with if just that bottom was different. (laughs) Okay, well, what then, like... What would have made the look for you? Like, what kind of bottoms do you think would have done it? Like, would, had that just been, like, a mini dress, would that have been better? Because in my mind, like, she pulls off a mini skirt like no other because her legs are just next level. And I feel like uh-huh. she didn't really sh- – even though she had, like, a slit, she didn't really showcase them. And that was, like, a detriment in my mm-hmm. mind. So what do you think would have made it better in your opinion? See, I don't know. I think a skirt could have been – done i'm looking at closer now so it's definitely swarovski crystals but i just think the hem because you can see the inside of the skirt and i just i something about the skirt just takes me out of the fantasy and i also don't now that i'm looking zoomy in, i also don't like how she had a so had a whole silver dress and then a black and gold clutch you know (laughs) i need to stop looking at this because this is gonna set me off the details (laughs) just not it listen you're fucking j-lo i know for a fact she is like substitutes of every color and like every pattern like she's good but stop attacking her or else start attacking beyonce stop. that's all i'm gonna say okay but looking at the intersect of j-lo and beyonce her performance yes I, uh, like i'm not saying that beyonce owns uh shorts bob but just like there were so many similarities of this from the outfit the choreography the hair like it just all read a bit copycat um a bit copycat for me and i don't know i think as limit because we have so many performances to like discuss as like cultural moments of 2020 so just this being one of the few moments i would have been like girl let's get original let's like do colored hair let's like figure this out let's do something different but i just oh my god yeah i don't know i mean i'm okay i respect your opinion i don't like it but i respect it yeah, and that's all we can ask. <laughs> Who's your second person? Um, oh my god, REO in the Positions music video. I knew you were going to say this massive. at some point. I knew you were going to say this. Jackie O vibes. Yeah. I was obsessed. She looked amazing yeah. in this whole album. I love the aesthetic that she's going for. Absolutely. I, I think her, like, her Rain On Me vibe, even when she did that collab with Lady Gaga, like, Ariana stood out Mm. to me in that music video. Like, I love her, like, her thick eyeliner that you're right is screaming Jackie O, is screaming 60s, 70s. Like, the hair, even though, like, when it was long and rain on me, it just gave, like, a vintagey vibe. Like, I think she does it so well. And do I think Mm -hmm. that she can do no wrong? I do now. Back when she did her own eyebrows, that was a different story. That was all wrong. But now she's really like coming into her own and she, I truly believe that she can do no wrong. Like her positions, music video and her 3435, um, very seeing yeah. like them bot kind oh of like so good. I know. I also just love in um 3435 video, 
how she also had um among her like feminine dancers she had like a gay dancer uh, yeah which i love because i've never like seen that before even though it's like a fem like a feminine dancing group there was like a gay guy and i was like i think there were two which i also think because she i watched her um uh what's her documentary that came out today i watched it today like her 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 netflix documentary it's not moonlight it's like i love you i support one second Um, it's like her netflix one though right yeah her netflix documentary but she talks about how um her inspirations were like um Beyonce uh Mariah and like Whitney and they were all I'm actually not sure about Whitney I don't know too much but I know Beyonce and Mariah were very much into like um participating in like gay rights events I'm not sure about gay representation per se but like she looked up to them a lot and I don't know it just makes me happy because like I like how from the pe- from the people that grew up watching like Beyonce and Mariah they kind of include representation Absolutely. and it makes me happy to see because obviously um representation and being able to see yourself and identify with a certain kind of profession is very important so just like seeing this and kind of like knowing that little gay boys everywhere are gonna like see a gay dancer and be like yo that it's not like i can dance and i don't have to pretend to be straight like yo that's i can do that which i think is so good because there are so many gay dancers out there but how many of them have to be jacks and look like a fucking straight boy yeah which, I don't know, I was just, I was very happy. That, like, made my heart all flutter. I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, um, those are all the people that I want to talk about. Okay, so I have two. But I do have. As, oh, sorry. I have two as well. Yeah. Okay, so my first is a pair, um, and it is, as a whole, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I talk about them probably <gasps> once a week. What they have mm. done for me in the year 2020 is uncomparable like first of all megan fox justice for her she has been wrong so many times in her career i think she is the hottest and one of the smartest women in how she yeah portrays herself and holds herself and i think their union is just like i was needing it so badly this year and i'm so happy for them and then secondly oh yeah you go yeah oh i just want to say i love megan fox i loved her as an actress beforehand but i because she had that big phase in the 2000s where she was hated on unrelentlessly by the media, like, for no reason. And it's not until you, like, kind of realize that, oh, she was literally just hated because she was just the new pretty bitch in town. And, like, people just were not. She was, like, hated on literally for being hot. And she was put yeah, into like, a box. And when she tried to speak out, they are like, no, no, stay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she got hate yeah. for trying to portray herself as she wanted to be. Which was, yeah. like, you would think people would be into, but... Apparently not. Yeah. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you. Except we're hot. Do you know that song? No. Well. <laughs> well. Move. Um yeah, I think they're union and I think he is he's almost slept on a little bit like Machine Gun Kelly, but his style, like he's the original E Boy and he's mm. been doing this long before E Boys, even emo was like a trend. Like he's always done his own thing. I believe he wore I don't know, I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't know what award show he wore it to, but he wore a dress like literally a week ago. And no one talked about yeah. it. It was like a very E Boy kind of dress. I remember it had like buttons, but like very much I agree. Like his style. He, it was, was an, much... it was it was a cover for a magazine. Was it Nylon magazine? 
Ooh. Yeah, he wore a skirt for Nylon Magazine. King. King. Love that. I love him. King shit. Ugh. Do you want to talk about the other boy known for wearing skirts? Well, okay, so that was my second person, Harry Styles. Yes, let's talk about Harry it. Styles. Let's talk about the the icon in the room, Mr. Styles. That, in, okay. the, in the name. Le- so let's, like, literally 2011, What Makes You Beautiful came on the scene. They're a boy band. They're, like, heartthrobs. And they're very much, like, khakis, crewnecks, boat mm-hmm. shoes. Like, they're a very specific vibe. And he has, like flourished and flourished flourished and like yeah how he has like revamped what it means for him to be harry styles does that make sense and in the last i'm gonna say is it been like three years now he's really just like like made waves in the best possible way Mm -hmm. yeah i agree like he's very much i think this is me speaking for him like i don't really know him personally um but i think kind of like being in a boy band for that long kind of makes you get resentful for these certain like boundaries or expectations or kind of like things that you, like they were expected to kind of like act a certain way look a certain way to kind of sell the brand image of one direction and kind of yeah and so then going into their solo careers they were kind of able to kind of curate their own image and own kind of like persona but like f- forming your like super ego and like it as you're kind of developing in the public eye is so so fucked up and so disorienting so I think he honestly needed a few years to kind of figure out his Mm -hmm. own shit and I think what we're seeing is him like expressing how he really feels after taking kind of like time to kind of experiment in different like avenues and kind of thing because like he's still very much not overtly just a female feminine but he's very much finding his kind of spot in the spectrum and where he kind of lands between like the dichotomy and i think we've yeah. seen that so many times like and it's always like hindsight's 2020 but you know we are watching miley cyrus now like completely oh. rip down what her image was and for good reason she was forced into a box for so long we're even seeing it with britney in the most negative way like britney spears mm-hmm. but with miley like we're thank like thank god she's kind of come out on the other side and she's able to like recognize what that yeah. what all those years did to her but like you know you're so right like it can ruin a person being like forced to be a certain way or like i mean obviously that goes without saying but like through the media yeah. and through your fans and like when people come to expect a certain um image and a certain um mm-hmm. representation from what you're supposed to be giving like how are you supposed to say yeah, no to that like how are you supposed to be like i'm gonna you're right like it's almost brave in a way that he's like nah that's not who i am now like i've evolved and like for miley to come out and like years later kind of like look back on that time in her life and be sad about mm-hmm. it like i'm like that's honestly upsetting that we that was even the I, I say we as a society right that we like yeah even set that as the precedent to begin with does, does that make sense th- yeah, definitely. Because with Miley, it's so interesting because it's like, how could, how did we not expect kind of some sort of breakdown or mental issue? Because I think she's done amazingly well for what she kind of was working with. Because if you think about it, like she was a young child in her teens, developing her personality and her like, um, I don't know who she is through the lens of a camera. But that camera was when she was paid to wear a human wig and dress up as literally someone else. So when your job as a 13, 14 year old is to literally pretend to be someone else for money. Like I get that actors are like, but she performed as Hannah Montana. Like she would go 
do concerts as the Hannah Montana Miley Cyrus show yes. and she would perform half of her show as a different woman like you think it's yeah. like cute and then you're like okay what is that what is that saying to her you know what I mean I think you're so right exactly it was much bigger than just a the, the TV show. show character because that turned into a brand image and a multi-million, maybe billion. Like she's like, the, I feel like Jojo Siwa is like the new Hannah Montana kind of vibe. And like that was a multi-billion dollar industry. Like, and at the center of it was a little girl trying to figure out who she is in a wig. Like it's, it's crazy. But like, I love kind of, the direction of Plastic Hearts and how it's taken a kind of, it's retro rock, but it's also very much new kind of thing. Like it's taking a very much new direction. A new direction <laughs> from One Direction? Sorry, that's, see, I was thinking of Glee. I was like, Mr. Schuster? New directions! <laughs> oh my god, yeah, but um... Annoying that in 2020, like, we're starting to see like a big, a big shift in this perspective, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's happening and I'm, I'm glad it's Harry because I feel like so many people have followed him for so long and people have grown up with him. Like he is such a great person to be, I mean, as big of a name as he has, like I know a lot of other people have been doing this, but he has such a big name, such a big presence. I think it's great that he has such a great, a uh, big, sorry, not great, a big fan base to kind of follow him through that through with this you know yeah I definitely agree I am um, because like it definitely goes back to like representation kind of like with Lil Nas Harry Styles um oh, that's another really famous um gender bending kind of male individual at the Met but yeah it's just like it all relates back to representation because then the next generation will see this and go amazing love that will represent thousand percent and it will just become a more a mixed culture, which honestly I love. I toot Harry Styles. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Toot is like um. So toot if you love, boot if you hate. It just comes from like um the I think Drag Race. Yeah, Drag Race. Um, fashion photo review. They toot if they love. They boot if they hate. Yeah. So that we're going to be using for like our next segment. But you had a question before you dive into that part. What was your talking point you wanted to bring up? Oh my goodness, yes. So I think we, we've had a tumultuous year. We've, it's been a year. I think we can all agree. So I have just been like really obsessed with kind of envisioning what next year and the next decade will kind of look like. Because as we all know, there's kind of a cycle to fashion. It kind of goes from like the super vibrant to the kind of grungy and then back into the kind of eclectic over the top and then back into kind of things yeah. so like obviously 80s was like vibrant 90s was kind of grungy like we think about the dominant kind of styles and then like 2000s was much more kind of eclectic like it was catchy it was loud it was kind of gaudy in the kind of sense of there was a lot of juicy couture and just like the fashion statements in the 2000s I think we can all agree that like watching the Nickelodeon red carpet was just a cultural reset for our generation like Seeing Ashley Tisdale in her... Oh, my God. In that dress oh. with the jeans, with the long sleeve, with the... Per like, justice for Ashley Tisdale in that look that should, like, be forever remembered as a moment. Not yeah. to use it like Justice for Ashley Tisdale, but also I'm sure that Ashley Tisdale got that at Justice. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. No, no, yeah. 
hundred percent. Love she, that. She she walked so we could run. You know. Oh my, oh my god! I feel like everyone has a little bit of Sharpay in them. I feel yes. like Sharpay influences generation. <laughs> Cultural reset influences generation. Sharpay walked so JoJo could run, and we all know it. Yeah, and look how well she's doing. True. Exactly. So, like, 2000s were very, like, kitschy, loud. 2010s? I personally think 2010s was a bit more mundane. I think we saw the rise of, like, the Hunter boots, the Blundstones, the jeans, the turtlenecks, the khaki jackets. I just think, without knowing it, I think we were in a phase of, like, a dip. Like, yep. that, we saw a resurgence of grunge, and I think that reflects the vibe of the 2010s kind of thing. Um, but I think if we kind of look back at like history, I think the 20, 2020s will be an overcorrection of the so-called dull 2010s because, um, I think if you look back at like the 1920s with like, cause that, that was the era where they just came out of the, um, Spanish flu pandemic. Yep. They just came out of world war one. Um, they're about to enter a depression, but they didn't know that. <laughs> um, it's very so they were like, exactly. So they had like, um, they had like a lot of things to like make up for it. And I think that really reflects in like the culture during the 1920s, because the 1920s, at least in America was known as the roaring twenties. Like they went out for socialization. They fucking partied. At yep. least they partied the ones that were able to afford partying but partied insanely amounts like it literally is still being like documented and talked about to this day so I have a very very big um I have a lot of expectations and hope for this next year and specifically this like this next decade and I hopefully it'll be kind of um with everyone kind of capitalizing on these opportunities to socialize after lockdown after covid i think people are really going to be dressing up i think people are going to be like capitalizing yep. on this moment like i think the days of just showing up at least for me the days of showing up to a party in like jeans and any old t-shirt i feel like is mostly gone because i feel like people are going to be like well bitch, what if this is the last time like that whoa no kate literally that's so true and i feel as though we're already kind of seeing that now in the way that people will like get you know uh, make like put on makeup for a zoom call because they're like well i'm i'm seeing people today or like you know the grocery store mm-hmm. i even though my mask is covering half my face like you bet i'm wearing a lip color like you know what i mean like i will do anything yes. to get ready and i feel like we're seeing that now which i think you're so right like calling the trend of like at the second the gates are opened people will be showcasing this yes but i think the way that this next cycle will be significantly different is that we're currently witnessing the kind of incorporation of because in 2000s it was a lot of like clothing and accessories like a lot of juicy couture tracksuits and i personally am predicting the resurgence of juicy couture and tracksuits and coordinated outfits i i'm literally wearing a brown like sweat set right now because i i love i love that shit so i definitely think there's gonna be a surge of those but there's also that but with the incorporation of like nails hair and just like skin and just like the current trends but kind of up to astrally because like everyone's gonna be incorporating hair nails skin makeup everything they know now into the eccentric looks that they're about to pull out in the, in this next decade and i am 
so excited for it. I'm so pumped. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm almost anticipating a different vibe. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't know if you're going to disagree with me, but, like, I think we're starting to see it. This kind of – it began coming up with, like, around 20 – end of 2018, 2019, and onward, where people would just, like, start wearing, like, insanely oversized – anything so but only Mm. one piece would be super oversized so whether it would be like boots that came up to like your literal pelvic bone and then like a bikini and that was like something that someone would just like wear and this is talking like hardcore not street style like you know um yeah trickle down into street style where like you know i just i love this woman to death but Haley bieber will come out wearing literally like boyfriend cut off shorts that show her little booty and a bikini top and then a massive blazer and that's like seen as this like groundbreaking thing when in reality she probably bought the blazer mm-hmm. from like a thrift store like i think that it's gonna come i i this is where i'm coming with, like with it from like i think oversized was such a trend for this year in the way of like sweat sets comfy sweaters i think it's gonna be like mm-hmm. it's gonna be the try hard without trying hard where girls are gonna show up in itty bitty tiny little bathing suits and full blown like three sizes too big jeans with tied with like a little like belt you you know what I mean like I think the oversized is going to be so pushed because it's going to look like you're not trying but you are Mm -hmm. which I think we love as society to do and I think you can still dress it up and go roaring 20s but I think it's going to be like they're going to be wearing no makeup have their hair completely done with a blowout no shirt and then like like, you know what I mean I think it's going to be almost like a weird Mm -hmm. mix of trying hard and not trying hard yeah. Well, I think it's, I feel like my point relates a lot to your point as well in the sense that, like, I'm not talking necessarily just about classy kind of vibes. I'm also talking about, like, when people do go out with, like, street style, it's going to be, like, almost a caricature of the trends. Because I think if you think the tops are tiny now, honey, like, I think crop tops are about to get smaller. I think baggy jeans are about to get baggier. I think overhead sunglasses are about to get bigger. Like, I think <laughs> and like... 2025 we're gonna it's gonna be like peak almost caricature gaudiness like i don't know because i personally never predicted the 2000s trends to come back i never expected to find low-waisted jeans to look good on some people i never expected to have like those bright zebra print kind of patterns to ever be including again the little but, like, hair clips that like pin i don't know no one can see me but like you can see me dougie like right here yeah. i wear the that every moment. single day oh yeah like the yeah, like, right? like butterfly clips like the whole like uggs mini skirts that are ultra mini that we used to like we wrote off as trashy starting in 2008 now we're like so in like Everything is flipping. I'm like, if my cooter isn't out, it's not short enough. Like, love, (laughs) get me to the tailor. Yeah, I'm very excited for these trends. And maybe it's just because I am obsessed with, like, trends and, like, pop culture and, like, who influences it. Oh, and same with matching sets, though. You're super right, because a lot of brands are really capitalizing on that now. And, like, Mm -hmm. I think... Um, we've all seen how like plaid miniskirts have really come back and it's almost like that sharing clueless vibe, like the matching jacket oh, and yes. skirt is like really coming back um, like in a 2020 way with like the length of the skirt and the crop of the jacket, like all this stuff. Like I feel like you're so right in the way that sets are really making a comeback for going out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and sets also pro tip, sets are so good because you don't have to think about the outfit. It's a top and a bottom. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so good. I love it. But yeah, 
that's my kind of like forecast for the next like decade or so. I don't know. I'm not really also forewarning. I'm not like educated in this. This is just my um, humble opinions supported by a weak Google search. So like I'm probably wrong. And if you went to fashion school, correct me. I don't care. I would also like to say, I think backs are going to be out. I don't think anything is going to have a back on it. I think every top is going to be backless or insanely low back or insanely high back. Like, I think it's going to be a turtleneck, but it's going to cut off. You can't see me, but at your shoulder blades and open on the way down. Like, I can smell it from a mile away. Everyone is going to have their shoulder blades down to their ass cracks out. Yeah. Yeah. Forewarning, if you've got back knee, start working on it now because in two years, you're going to be thankful that you got rid of that back knee. Let's yeah. just... You're talking directly yeah. to me, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sad. Oh my god, a side note. Did you see um, Skims like release their new backless collection now? Yes. So, yeah, like... see, that's what I'm saying. She called this. Mm-hmm. She knew this was going to be happening. You know what? Maybe I like am onto something here because I didn't even... Hadn't even thought about that when I said it. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, Kim did call this. Yeah, like, they're very much trendsetters. Like, I, I don't know. I just did a um, report on, like, Fancy, comparing, like, Savage Fancy and Skims. And it was very interesting because, like, although Fancy has, oh, okay, Skims has more sizes and often has more inclusion in the like website advertising like they have more older models they have more like um i don't know if more but it's difficult to compare but like they i noticed that skims had a lot more kind of um older representation younger representation kind of diversified like the intersecting identities whereas savage fancy although everyone thinks savage fancy as like the most inclusive age representative trans representative like all these like Fancy has an amazing brand image. Like, people think their image is hella inclusive. But they only go up to 3X, and they don't actually have any older or younger representation. Four or 5X, I think. Yeah, it's... Also, Skims all of their things are usually ribbed or um, jersey. So they're, or scrunch, yeah. So they're super mm-hmm. stretchy. Like, even so, like, a 3X is, like not even a three X like you could fit it a size up a size low. Like everything is like, which I think is Kim's Mm -hmm. whole brand. Like she wants it to be easy for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's her vibe. Like you can get a single piece and model it to how you want it to style your body. Yeah. Cause say what you want about skin. She has a very polarizing brand image. I understand that, but she, her brand, it, it really set out and like wanted to include like products for everybody and they really did that because they really showcase skims on like children mature adults everybody as well as like yeah men and women trans Trans identities in between and she really does include like 2xs to 5xl and (laughs) throw back to earl in the podcast i know that finding like larger sizes is very fucking difficult which is kind of what made me interested in fashion to begin with and like finding what works with my body because I realized that not everything from Urban Planet is going to work in my body. But I kind of really got into that. And so seeing skims really include and be conscious of these intersecting identities as like, say, seeing someone like who is plus size, also trans and a person of color may see a model and identify with the brand, which I think is just like, yeah, so 
so good. First and I do, I mean, not to just like come to Kim's aid, but I think people look at her and they get a very specific um, vibe of what they think she's about. And, you know, again, say whatever yeah. you want about her. And I know she is a lot of a, a lot of her body is like fake and produced and modeled mm-hmm. to what she would like. But you need to exactly what you just said, like give it up for her brand, like inclusion, though it may not be her personal model on her own body, but (laughs) her brand is so important to her. And I've even seen that with like her makeup and like her scents. like she's always coming out with like scents that are not just like fruity feminine, but like could be worn for like your boyfriend, your husband, your friend, who's just Mm -hmm. maybe more like masculine, like their vibe, right? Like I've seen that in almost all facets of her life, unless I'm like Mm -hmm. super off the beat here. But like, I feel like something that has Oh, my laundry dryer's going off. Like little dingy things happening. <laughs> I feel like she has been like not an underdog. Obviously, she's Kim Kardashian, but she's been like slept on a little bit, and people glaze over that. When I feel like she has tried full of her brand mm-hmm. things to be inclusive. Yeah, because at the, the end of the day, problem like... with the whole name of Skims to begin with. Like, let's not forget the uh, the big yeah. problem with her name in the Come beginning. Right yeah, absolutely. Like. Okay, I also think that goes back to her branding thing because I think I think she knows how to get a conversation started and I like that fucking family's insane like you can hate them you can love them but you know of them and that's period like they're insane but I definitely um agree like I don't know what you're saying just like how how she has in some way or another been inclusive in a lot of different ways that people didn't really pick up on, I think, in the beginning. Yes. Okay. So I think, yeah, going back to that, I think with influencers these days, it's, you really got to like pay attention to their kind of bite and their action because their bark can be anything. Their like bark could be misconstrued or misinterpreted from like, I don't know, because like things in 2012 were not funny or like things in 2020 are different than what was funny in 2012. And so you've really got to understand the context of when things were like said and kind of done. And I'm not supporting any of the things that she's done because I don't really appreciate seeing her in box space. I don't appreciate them seeing or seeing them like 50 shades darker than their natural skin tone. I don't appreciate any of that. But what I do appreciate is her bite in the sense that she is making an effort to include representations of all identities in her brand image i really like how she's including so many different sizes in her brand image and in her work with um what's her because she's doing law now what's social justice and and criminal justice justice reform well i think it's amazing because that once again like seeing someone in that kind of career will motivate other people who kind of didn't think that their voice mattered in that kind of conversation they will in most a lot of people um specifically young girls are often taught to kind of like um be seen and not heard kind of thing and i think in this aspect kim is making a very strong point to be seen and to be heard like she's making her voice have just as much as an impact as it would if she wasn't like such a beautiful cultural icon like and i think she's kind of done playing around and I think she's done I think she's taking herself a lot more seriously now which is creating more Mm. like 
important content and important like she's not just like the girl who owns dash like although i think they were super calculated in the beginning and like very like they knew what they were doing a lot of the time i think like she's Mm -hmm. focusing on what's important to her and what's going to help Mm -hmm. those around her and i think she's kind of running with it which is only beneficial to us because people are getting a lot more informed on i mean again is it a problem that people need to learn about criminal justice reform from kim kardashian thousand percent i don't know why we're listening to her yeah. like, as a criminal like as a criminology student this that pisses me off but also i'm like again Girl, that's kim yeah. using her platform that's kim being realizing that like people aren't being educated about this and they're not taking the time so she's like let me force yeah. feed it down your throat on my instagram stories you know what i mean with that being said should we jump into our trend report lest Last get two hours in. Okay, so I thought we would bounce off. I go, you go, I go, you go, and we go toot or boot. Boot if we're like yeah. over it, don't want it to come back, not into it. And two, if yes, I hope it's here to stay. Let's I I wear it, yeah. you know. And I'll be doing um trends because this is oh wait, is it twenty twenty? Oh, it's not the end of the decade. Is yeah. it the end of the decade? Well, it's the end of it's the end of like the last yeah to wait oh, that sounds so dumb yeah it's no we just started it's the beginning of a new decade oh god 21 because 2011 girl i don't know i was gonna ask are we doing like decade trends or annual trends a mix because i've got like some a mix okay i can do this all right okay. let's go so we kind of already touched on it um the year of uggs and juicy comebacks boot or toot honestly toot, toot. I'm too, too. I love Uggs. I thought they were the ugliest thing. Now I'm so down. Ugliest thing. But, like, honestly, this year has been such a, like, everyone's inside just trying to be comfortable and just trying to get by. Why not make your butt look nice and juicy? I'm sorry. Is that a crime? Why not make your butt look good? Why not, like, it looks good. It's fashionable. Uggs are, like, literally socially accepted outdoor slippers. Like, honestly, if you're comfortable you do you because you're going to look the best when you're comfortable and that's just that Mm -hmm. definitely okay my one is the trend of monochromatic okay thank you this is also on my list so you already beat me to it um yes if done right and i say that because it is important Mm. because people will wear like something that's not monochromatic and try and call it monochromatic and it just it doesn't work and I feel like it doesn't work for certain colors and I feel like this was the year of like pastel and I feel like pastel monochromatic is a lot I'm more accepting of pastel monochromatic than I am like primary colors does that make sense yeah yeah I definitely love when the um it's monochromatic but the shades are like slightly different or like the textures i think they have like to be the, a little bit um, different prints are different the same color family yeah but not like the same shades i'm totally with you on that yes like with the whole pastel thing seeing like a kind of a more solid dark kind of color to kind of like really tie it together like I just monochromatic outfits are just beautiful beautifully done get into it <laughs> uh okay a personal favorite t-shirts with shoulder pads you already know how i feel um, this was actually on my I list know. of boots. I know it was, I, and I hate you for I, it. Listen, I remember seeing a shirt in Zara earlier summer with a shoulder pad in it, and I had a flight or fight reaction. Like, I was, like, <laughs> about to square up. I really did not understand. Why? I, Why? I, okay. <laughs> Would you consider yourself having broad shoulders? 
I would, but it's just not okay. something I ever think about because it's entirely Okay, happen. thank you. So you are like part yeah. of the genetic family of those who are blessed. And then there's the rest of us who aren't. Like, uh, okay, look at me and look at you. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? It's an upside down smile for me. It's a frown for me. And you are so, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. Like, broad shoulders give the look of regalness put together and like you're actually mm. holding I can stand as straight as I want my shoulders will never be I have to go like this if I want them to be like like I, I can't even I can't even do it like my f- physicality wise I can't do it and the illusion of a t-shirt with shoulder pads or it, the t-shirt with shoulder pads gives the illusion of broad shoulders which I think overall personally mm. helps me so I think for some people it might benefit them to wear but I understand why it's an off-putting trend it screams 80s, which wasn't True. a good time in fashion, personally. True. It's like, it screams 80s, but I'm just not, uh, I'm just not sure if I like it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I fully understand the reasoning behind it, because I'm definitely one of those people that you need to dress to make yourself feel comfortable. So if it's a power thing, then I'm so for it for that individual. But it's just not something I don't think I'll adapt. Like, I'm just... I'm just not in. It's Agree, not for me. Disagree. It's not for me. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> did I you went. go or did I go? I me. Um, okay, I don't know if this is a trend, but can we just talk about like sneaker resale people? <laughs> I don't know if you know, but like StockX. You mean when they like redo sneakers and like with like DIY? No, no, no. I'm talking about when these stupid little incels online get their 14 little buddies from grade eight and their mom's credit cards and fucking buy out the entire collection of shoes before anyone else can. And then they freaking up price it for like 200%. Who asked you to do that, Billy? Like, it's so annoying. I literally hate it because it drives, like Yeezys aren't actually. No, they're only 250. It's just, which it's, uh, okay, it's uh, very pricey. But they're fucking so expensive because of the limitedness, like the limited factor and like the scarcity of Yeezy is really what drives up those prices. 100%. Like seven hundred flip flops, catch me wearing seven hundred flip flops. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> oh my god! I oh literally no one's feet. Okay, feet aren't like that attractive to me. No one's feet is gonna look. No. If you're if you need seven hundred dollars flip flops to make your feet look good, we have a different problem. Wear, so- wear socks. <laughs> wear socks and sandals. Like, ugh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm a boot. I <laughs> am a boot for it as well. I think the idea of drops is like what is. I mean, call it capitalistic for sure, but it is what is keeping certain brands afloat. Like the idea of dropping, having limited quantities, and going for it. Yeah. But I think it. It's, it shouldn't be a middleman. Like if Yeezy wants to have its drop and then go from there for sure. But like, like you're saying, like the fact that like Yeezy gets bought out within 30 minutes on the website by one overall umbrella company essentially. And then they resell for all this money. It's kind of taking away from like the authenticity of a drop because it's, they're Mm -hmm. like second handing it, which I don't like. And I just feel like, You're right. It doesn't need to be that expensive, but people will spend the money because they want the item. So these people call it, yeah. you're not here for it, whatever you want. It's genius. They're genius for doing this. I know. It's like, uh, in a capitalist society, they're clearly No, that's thriving. what I'm saying. They're thriving. They've, I don't know. I don't know if it's right. They found, they're thriving. 
yeah, like they found the fucking cheat code. They know how to make their money, but like they are the devil's henchmen and they have a spot waiting for them <laughs> downstairs. And I'm not talking about the basement. I'm talking about 18 double hockey sticks. Like I, ugh. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Um, Bermuda shorts. <laughs> what is a Bermuda short? Just like, I'll, I'll give you a second to Google it. Okay, one second, let me, because um, Bermuda Triangle, that's a boot. Um, Bermuda shorts. Um, oh, like knee length? Just like the middle, middle calf. What are our thoughts? Okay, I I like on, oh, I don't know. I th- Okay, it goes back to like your comfort. If you're comfortable in knee length shorts, okay you do you but for me personally on guys i think a couple inches above the kneecap is what looks best i have never thought um board shorts i've never thought those long shorts ever looked really that good personally i just i don't know i don't like that so i have always personally worn my shorts a little bit higher but on girls that Bermuda short look is kind of a vibe, especially with, like, a high-waisted moment. Are you, like, like, with me in saying that it is, no matter how short? Like, I have very short, stumpy legs. I've accepted it. I've moved on. Um, I think I look relatively okay. And I think it's because they are, what like, they're not, like, a lot of Bermuda shorts aren't super skin tight. Like, they're not, like, like, uh, like a bike short vibe. Like, they're wider so it yep. it's more flattering on me like if that was a tight like bike shorts don't always look great on me because of the length of my leg but because their bermudas are a little bit wider and they're not mm-hmm. a lot of different leg types and i feel like for mm-hmm. for me because my legs are shorter i'm always like more is or less is more like show off more of my leg it'll make them look longer and a bermuda short because mm-hmm. super skin tight and they're the more retro vibe i feel like it's more flattering on more people yeah i guess my okay my immediate gut reaction to um, bermuda shorts is a boot like i don't like them but that is to say that on a certain individual it might be still cut out oh can you hear me now there you are yeah can you hear me yeah so my gut reaction to bermuda shorts is boot but there are exceptions to the rule but like I, I, you will not catch a Bermuda shorts in my wardrobe. Fair enough. That's, yeah. And that's just me. Although I am looking on Liza Koshi's Instagram right now because I know she posted a picture like years ago with Bermuda shorts. And for some reason, I am obsessed with them. And I'm literally going back to like 2017 to find her Bermuda shorts. I find it interesting, Douglas, because I think the trend that you called of matching sets is very much where Bermuda shorts first get introduced because girls will start wearing them with long blazers and then they'll start wearing them with um, like oversized baggy t-shirts tucked into Bermuda shorts are definitely a vibe. And Mm -hmm. then girls just like become obsessed and then they go from there. It's more of a trend I've seen on more women. I think it's because men and it's like, it, it is more of a masculine look. Like it's, I I think it's like more like I don't know how I think like it's becoming a trend for like women but like men are like either n- neither here nor there about it but like women it's mm-hmm. it's like this weird moment where everyone is doing Bermuda shorts does that make sense Definitely No I definitely see that like 
definitely. I feel like women, the trends for women are more kind of um, out there. They're they polarizing. Kind of like take more kind of, yeah, they take more risks, I think. Um, and I think, I don't know. I don't know why men don't, ugh, I don't know. I think it's because they're boring and I... <laughs> I truly don't know. I look to a lot of, like, women tastemakers, to be honest. Um, I don't really know too much about, like, what's happening in, like, the macho society. I don't know what, like, the macho trends are. Um, like, what's the best whey protein 2020? But, um, no, I love Bermuda shorts and girls. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And that's that on that. What's your next one? Um, my next one. Um... Um, um, okay, we did sneaker resellers. Oh my god, let's talk about the mullet. No, d- oh, b- big boot, big boot, boot. Ah, I don't know why. This is one of those things where I never, exp- I never thought I would like a mullet, but uh, I'm gonna say it with my chest. Toot. It's a toot for me because uh, I don't know. I saw Miley in a mullet, and that really got me questioning things. Not sexually, just like. <laughs> generally questioning and then I saw Lizzo in a mullet and then I was like really what is the difference between like like a bob and like a mullet it's the it's the layering it's the layering and layers are not I'm just gonna say Mm. I just don't know if layers work for everyone and I think it does come down to how the hair is layered and your head shape and I'm not trying to be discriminatory to anyone with a head shape that I don't buy with but Miley I think can pull it off and other head shapes couldn't pull it off does that make sense Mm-hmm. Like I have a very okay, big round said, head, and I would not look good with a mullet. Miley has a, like a uh, more slender, like elongated head, like going backwards. Mm. Mine is round all the way, like a bowling ball. Like imagine this in a mullet. Yeah. Look at me. No. <laughs> and you know, you know, I'm right. <laughs> okay. That being said, I'm not gonna lie. The two instances I just brought up was Miley and Lizzo, both women who have a team of individuals behind their looks. I must say the mullets that I have seen downtown Nanaimo have never, ever given me the same reaction. So mullets on women, I love it. Mullets and hockey boys. I'm going to have to take this one out. You sit this one out. I don't, I don't like personally okay so again so depend. so kind of like how i feel about mono monochromatica you feel about monochromatica Mm, there's a time and a place and it's individualistic yeah that being said i personally have gotten very into wigs this summer like i knew when i when quarantine was announced i was like i'm dyeing my hair i'm cutting my hair i'm playing with my hair i'm just gonna play with my look so i am currently I, I know I'm about to enter a wig phase where I'm about to have a bunch of different colors wigs and different styles wigs just because I want to I want to up my look 2021 I'm like I just want to try different things but it'd be like uh, long hair looks because I've never like really been out with like long hair or like just different colors hair or etc so like that being said a mullet wig might be my future but a mullet haircut yeah I don't, I don't believe that it's for me and that's that on that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, the idea of like super, like not, we're not calling them fanny packs, but they are, but like bum bags as like a high profile, high end item. Like the bum bags oh that go God. across yeah. like your chest, like they are 
um, worn like sideways yeah. across yeah. your body and not as like yeah. an actual fanny pack. Yeah. So like <laughs> there's the crossbodies and there's a fanny <laughs> the <laughs> So like the crossbodies are bigger and like the fanny packs are like smaller. So like they're supposed to be like only around your kind of waist thing. I, okay, I'm going to say two because I personally have been on this trend. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I like it for layering reasons because I think if you've got a fupa or if you've got a gut, a fanny pack can hide a multitude of sins and you're take that to the bank because I think you can really Why do you think up. I love lifeguarding? All I wear is a fanny pack all day. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, hello, I was already on this trend before it became a trend. You cinch that waist? That Absolutely. Waist. But no, I definitely love a good fanny pack. That being said, super branded, like super um, big like like Gucci Supreme fanny packs I'm not a fan of just because I like them for like utility like I've snuck bottles into the club before with a fanny pack like I really love fanny packs but I just don't think that it's worth I don't think a Supreme crossbody is going to do much for your look like I think you're going to have a nice outfit you're going to have a bad outfit with a bright red fanny pack on top and that's that's well that's why I'm kind (laughs) of like I feel like that's almost I like the, I'm like, okay, so it's funny, it's my own trend that I'm bringing up, but I'm almost like boot if it's not anything but a sleek, like, black or sleek, um, super, like, if it's, if it's not like a, like a brand pattern, like, I, Mm -hmm. I honestly love the look of like, um, like Givenchy patterned, like, Mm -hmm. shit, right? Or like, just black, like super basic, like, I I think it's a, it's a good elevate, it's like, kind of like nicer jewelry, like, it's an elevation to a look that should already be headed there. It shouldn't be Mm -hmm. making your look, it should be just adding to it, like you kind of said, and uh, I don't know if I'm on the train of the Supreme ones, because I almost look Mm -hmm. at that, and I'm like, okay, you're trying to flex on me, and I'm Mm -hmm. not into it, but I like, I like the trend if it's trying to just elevate your look already, does that make sense? Definitely, I definitely think a cross I don't know it's crossbody bum bag whatever you call it I don't think they can make an outfit but they can sure as hell break an outfit like you can look like a 10 you put on that bright green I don't know hella logo champion fanny pack and suddenly you're down to like a six like that it really yeah it really can break an outfit for me personally yeah a thousand percent i should name my yeah. podcast thousand percent i've said that 50 times this episode. thousand percent literally a thousand percent literally a thousand percent literally a thousand hundred percent right okay Is what's your me? next one okay going to oh my god <laughs> i kind of want to call out i kind of want to make an app to like a lot of dover bay girls <laughs> do it oh my god i'm scared oh god um gonna... i mean i feel like we need to talk about the trend where people really left the house with Hunter Wellington boots and a sundress. I think we people should as well. People left the house like that. People, people got, up, got up in the morning and were like, oh, I'm going to get my, <laughs> I'm going to flex on these bitches with my Hunter boots. They're nice boots. They're nice quality. They're good. I like the brand. But on a, with a sundress, that is the definition of a juxtaposition, love. Like that. Okay, what, so. What climate does that make sense in? Do you like the idea of like a knee high boot and a sundress that girls were also doing that just weren't hunters or is it like the whole knee high trend? Because the hunters and stuff, like I only did it like once or twice and it was like in, I think I remember I was, I remember being in Mr. Nold's class. Like I remember that vividly. So I'm like, this must have been grade 11. I remember wearing it in his (laughs) class. Um, 
so like the 11th grade and it was just like a black dress and like my hunters but like girls have been wearing like riding boot style boots which i think are also mm. coming back this year um and sundresses does that grind your gears or is that okay i don't know personally i have a weird thing with just black kind of shoes i feel like they make the bottom half of the outfit look quite heavy and quite dense so personally i don't love that look for me but that doesn't mean i don't hate the look of like a knee-high boot and a sundress but i definitely think the crossover into hunter boots was a bit too much i think it was the rubberized that got me because i was like <laughs> i was like what are you is it raining outside because the top half of you looks like you're about to go on a fucking lunch date on maui but the bottom half of you looks like you're about to go I don't know. It, no matter what the brand was, it seemed dressed down and it's not like the cute way they're trying to like dress it down. It's like they were they were trying to show up. You know what I mean? Like yes, they were trying saying, like Hunter it, that's what I'm saying. It, they, no girl I felt like put on a dress and hunter boots just by accident. They were like, oopsies, fell out the house like this. I feel like a lot of times it was like, no, I'm putting on my matte burgundy hunter boots. I'm wearing my bright yellow sundress and my jean jacket and the I'm... jean jacket like way oh, way wow. to call out some <laughs> I'm, literally bur- I'm burning my too. fucking like... bridges in a nymo i'm like y'all bitch like but i did that too like it was and it was like you had to get like a cropped denim jacket it wasn't like oversized like it was back when everything was fucking cropped and yes. fit an, an american yes. girls all a cropped denim jacket and a sundress was like staple and it was either you were converse with it or you wore like, which was borderline, like, all right, you're trying to be a trendsetter, or the rubber boots, and, like, we thought mm. it was fashion. Uh, and with <laughs> that, we're going to jump into the five questions that I ask every single guest that I have on before they leave. Oh, goodness. These I, are, like, wow. no, I know, these are, like, I, I know who you're saying, like, everything has been, like, on the spot, but these really are on the spot. Oh, God. So, are you ready? Um, looks like I need to sip a wine. Oh, my God. Okay, question... You wanted ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest turnoff in a partner. Oh, bad hygiene. Bad hygiene. I'm definitely a stickler for hygiene. So if you got some placky gums, if you got some snotty nose, if you got some greasy hair, if you don't wear deodorant, just like basic hygiene and like not finding it a chore, I feel like. Like if you're like, oh, I have to shower today. And I'm like... So when was the last time you showered, huh? <laughs> like, if it's this much of a chore for you, when, when was the last time you washed that stanky crack? Like, I'm just not. That's, like, <laughs> the biggest thing. It's, like, you've got to be hygienic because I am I find it very uncomfortable being, like, ugh, I'm so bored. Let's, like, brush each other's teeth. <laughs> like, ew. Uh, just brush your own teeth, floss your own teeth, take care of your own plaque, and I'll take care of mine. <sighs> Thank I you. I just <laughs> had a choking attack. Who is asking... <laughs> Oh, or who thinks it's a chore to shower? I'm just confused. Oh, I could call out some bitches right now, but I'm not gonna because I'm still friends with them. <laughs> I can't. Like, I, Ugh. like, literally someone's like, I haven't showered for four days. I'm like. Girl, what? Ugh, I'm gonna tell you, one of my very good friends, I love her to pieces, and I know you do too. She used to think no! that going. <laughs> I'm no! not calling her out. But she's dead ass think that going swimming in a fucking river. And okay, Nanaimo River is is very clean in comparison to a lot of other rivers but she used to think that going swimming in a river once a day in the fucking summer counted as a shower 
I'm not going to comment. I'm just not going to comment. And you probably should have. But continue with <laughs> And with that, favorite pizza mm-hmm. topping. <laughs> Pardon me? Favorite pizza topping. Honestly, I'm going to go with Italian sausage. So good. Okay, I love I love Italian sausage, but I also love the food Italian sausage. You also sausage. seem to love, like, French sausage and a, a nice sausage. Aussie sausage, you know what I mean? Aussie sausage, some sausage from the Iberian Peninsula, Spain. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, Italian sausage. Yeah, because, okay, pepperoni is nice, but I just feel like Italian sausage is, like, better. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. <laughs> Speaking of amazing black women from the 90s. Anyway, um... Yeah. Okay. I gotta say, Italian sausage, that's just what came to mind. Yeah. Um, last movie that made you cry? Or TV show? Last movie that made me cry. Oh, I watched a movie the other day called, I want to look it up. It's called In Limbo. Hanging in Limbo? One sec, let me look at this up. more of you typing right now. I physically cannot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, sit, okay, it's called Sitting in Limbo. It's a BBC, um, kind of dramatic reenactments of actual events that happened but basically after um it's basically about this person who's been living in the uk his entire life since like the 60s and then he's like 60 something now and he gets told by his work that they have to let him go because he's not a legal citizen and so then he's like um i've lived here all my life i've got my doctor's records my school records literally everything that a citizen would have to prove the documentation and then he's just told step and step again that he is not a legal citizen in this country so he's with his family in this country like scared of shit about to be deported at a moment's notice with not a single person like Okay, like, they help him, but they're like, unless you've got the original passport of your mother that came over in 1960, you're not a legal citizen. And he's like, that was 60 years ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's really good because I think it's very important and very topical right now, especially with all the mass deportation happening from America, mass deportation happening in England and the UK. And just, I don't know, like, the Greek refugees who were just found in the middle of the ocean, like, there's so many things happening with refugees and like China as well that it's just very important to understand how your government and how they are actually being treated because it's one thing to say oh yeah they don't deserve a place in this country that's okay if you believe that sure but then it's like how are they actually dealing with these individuals because they are not just statistics they are individuals with families and like roots and it's insane like the things that are happening with the uyghur muslims in like china and then the mexican Ugh, individuals in so america we're not going to understand the extent of the damage for years to come but it is going to influence like our children like and it, it's going to be a fucking massive topic of discussion in years to come and it's very no interesting how you say like they're not just a statistic they're an individual where mm-hmm. so many people, it's it's easier for people to be like oh like one of the xyz hundred thousands right like it's because mm-hmm. it's it's easier and it's like more it's it's more comforting to just not think about it they don't and it's like if this were you you mm-hmm. would not be okay like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very easy to sit from a place of privilege where it's not happening to you, where you were, you did happen to be born in this country, like, which again is luck and a luxury. And I think we all forget that. Mm-hmm. I forget mm-hmm. that it was a luxury to be born in Canada. And I feel like 
to think of these people not as individuals and group them is like what is so damaging and what is and what is pushing this like agenda of of not caring and like well you know oxygen mask on yourself first protect the country first like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so that really made me cry just because you i'm not gonna spoil it because i think you should watch it for yourself it's called sitting yeah sitting in limbo sitting in limbo it's on amazon prime that's where i watched it but it's just it really highlights the flaws of the system because i don't know because the one of many yeah one of many because all these fucking white supremacist countries white supremacist country is any country with dominant white people so england europe fucking australia america they're all white supremacist countries but it's crazy how these colonial countries have they have gone from like supreme colonialism to now just like um integration but there has not been a step of accommodating the laws the legislature and like everything to a decolonized society i think that's what we're suffering right now is the effects of a decolonized culture in a colonized like structure kind of thing yeah yeah so like i don't know some shit it's fucked but all you can do is learn and help where you can and yeah hope we can evolve and i just want to say as a white man i understand that i have opinions yeah um but it's important to take time to just like sit down and listen and just sit down and learn, sit down and watch. Cause you don't need to have an opinion on everything. You can just shut up sometimes and you can just, you can just learn and you can just sit, sit, do what Nikki says, just sit back and observe. And that's me <laughs> hopping off of my second soapbox. <laughs> okay. okay. As if it's only been twice. Um, okay. What's a saying that you hate that people say? Oh my God. It's not that deep. No, that's fine. I, my friend, um, I'm not going to say her name because she knows who she is. She said not, it's not that deep to everything. And it's so Oh, the saying, it's not that. Oh, I thought you were saying yeah. what I'm about to say. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, go for it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So the saying is, it's not that deep. Yeah. I don't know if this is a um, very much a BC thing, but it was a very big thing in Ontario, I feel like. Or I guess on Twitter, I'm not sure where the kind of boundaries were. But like, just saying, if someone was like, I really don't like how, um, or like, I really don't, I really felt like you talked to me very kind of like rude the other day. Or was like, oh, can we take that picture again? I really do not feel comfortable in that. And someone just comes up to us, says back, oh, it's not, it's not that deep. Like, girl, don't stress. It's not that deep. Like, that is so belittling to that person. It's so dismissive. Fucking so dismissive. I, oh my God, I literally have never, I'm not a violent person, but I, clench my fists when someone says it's not that deep girl i'm like girl if that person's coming to you with a problem it's that deep for them so you can get on that wavelength or get out yeah like i i don't know like that just irritates me when people are like it's not deep but yeah that's me um okay (laughs) no i think that's a really good one and i didn't i didn't realize like that's not the saying that is set out here i think it's more like it's so like casual of us it's not that big of a deal chill out like you know like the stoners that we are chill out oh yeah people love saying relax people are like actually getting upset for Mm -hmm. rightful reasons about things or even if like they're not if they're just like expressing how they're feeling chill like take his hand like i mean i I say all the time like take his annex like chill out i say that all the time calm 
down. Yeah. I feel like I say it though when it's just like, oh, we're like, it's a hashtag situation. Like, every, okay, everybody calm down, like, chill out. But like, when it's like someone is like expressing how they're feeling about a certain situation at hand or like, and your response, or like if they're coming at you with how they're feeling about something that you did and your response is yeah. to tell as if they're freaking out for a yeah. wrong reason, it is super dismissive. Yeah. That's what I just, I don't know. Be there uh, for your friends. It. <laughs> literally please um okay last one what's one item that you cannot live without one item oh um girl i don't know like anything yeah i feel like i know what your item's gonna be not just clothes like anything oh this could be your birds bees bro like this could be anything oh fuck your humidifier this could be anything i said um like lotion and like chapstick like my aquifer yeah. and i go everywhere together like at the pool today i was lubing up just just aquifer in every orifice of myself i always have minimum two chapstick things near me so I, okay i wouldn't have to say chapstick and then i'll probably say brow gel like i have been doing a daily coat of brow gel since grade 10 yeah and I, don't, I can attest to this i personally i don't know if i can like I, the only reason why I'd leave the house without brow gel is because of an accident. I don't know if I ever can consciously let my brows become unruly and let them leave the house without brow gel. Like, I've, it's just so, so part of my routine now. Like, I don't know. But yeah, that's me. I'm oh just. Oh my God. He's just such a, a low maintenance guy with his three chapsticks and daily brow <laughs> gel application. God, why am I single? I'm so low maintenance. Okay, like, <laughs> and with that. That is our first episode ever. Of course, we're going to have many more to come with Douglas Vitar. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This was actually so, so much fun. I Do you mean that? Are you sure time. you're not lying? <laughs> no, literally, like, we are on like what hour almost four of just like, I know. talking. Like, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but let the record show that this was almost four hours of just like talking about shit and like, culture and like trends and fashion literally everything and i had such a good time doing it thank you so much for having me <laughs> thank you so much for being on um do you want to pimp yourself out where can people find you where can they follow you oh my god yes so my social medias are pretty much all just douglas fitter at douglas fitter so it's d-o-u-g-l-a-s-f-i-t-t-e-r i also um have a youtube channel which i think is just douglas, douglas fitter, fitter. like i think if you just google douglas fitter in the youtube thing i should come up i only have like I think under a hundred subscribers. So like I'll do a giveaway for a hundred subscribers, <laughs> but <laughs> subscribe to me there. I've got some videos up. I think it's really fun and I've got some more videos coming. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited. I love like your truth and your English so much fun. And I loved your um, experiment doing acid wash jeans that like obviously went awry, <laughs> but it was such a, I loved watching yeah. it. And like, it was the peak of quarantine. Like, oh, what was it? May that one came out and yeah, May, June. Yeah. It was so good. Um, so yeah. Follow him there. He gives again, like I said, best captions, best style, just a good time. Like it's a, it's a good <laughs> feed. Um, if you want to go follow the podcast Instagram at literally the podcast, you totally should. I post what I deem good content, which Douglas would deem, you know, minuscule, but that's okay. What um, I follow, I like. <laughs> you have to. I'd kill you if you didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> I like send like a hate mail to your house being like, you need to follow literally the podcast. 
<laughs> I'll hurt your dog. Um, um, and if you want to go follow at Hannah underscore Anna McNabb, like I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, if you want to subscribe, rate and review this podcast, it would mean so much to me on Apple podcast. Again, if you're going to like leave anything less than four reviews, like just don't, it's okay. But if you want to leave like four or five, that means so much to me and leave a nice review of what you want to hear or what you want to critique on. I'm very open. If you want to have Douglas back on the podcast, let me know. Cause I want to have you back on the podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> With all my opinions that I know very little about. <laughs> um, and that is it. We please join us again next week for another episode. I have a really fun one dropping super soon after this one. So I think it's gonna be a good like you're gonna have a good Christmas break. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, I think I have some sub sub no above par content coming for you not subpar above par oh. content coming for you and i hope you enjoy oh. douglas thank you so much again for coming on i love you so much and this meant oh, so, so much, much to me that you came on like i just love being able to talk with friends and i love that i get to podcast with them this is literally the best oh, so on brand okay well um i love you all so much and i will talk to you all next week bye bye <laughs>